the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Word helper, it in no way implies an inferior role for the wife. In fact, get this, throughout the Bible, this word helper is most often used to describe God himself. God is described over and over in the Bible as our helper. In Psalm 121, I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. At a very young age, children are taught to look for helpers, people in the community like police officers, firefighters, and teachers. They need to know who to reach out to for assistance and guidance. It is comforting to know that there is always someone to count on. In today's message, Pastor Dan explains that God is described as a helper throughout Scripture. There is another helper in Genesis. From the beginning, wives are given the vitally important job of helper to their husband. Now, here's Pastor Mike in the book of Genesis chapter 2 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Genesis chapter 2, as we continue our journey through the Word, verse by verse, chapter by chapter, and we are in Genesis chapter 2. We left off in verse 18 of Genesis chapter 2, and the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone, and I will make him a helper. Comparable to him, out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was its name. So Adam gave name to all cattle, to the birds of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper comparable to him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made, or from man, he made into a woman, and he brought her to the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And they were both naked, and the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. 
looking at this passage, chapter 2 gives us uh, really further details about the creation of mankind. And in our passage today, uh, we have a description of the creation of woman and the institution or the establishment of the institution of marriage. If you look at verse 18, verse 18, for the first time in the creation account, God declares something as not good. And the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. Uh, If you remember from chapter 1, as we worked our way through the creation account, there were many occasions when God declared his creation good. And then on the sixth day of his creation, after he had created everything, God looked at it and declared it was very good. But now God looks at man dwelling alone in the garden and he says, that's not good. That's not good for man to be alone. Adam was in a perfect environment. He was in paradise. He was free from sin. He had a relationship with God. He had fellowship with God every day in the garden. And you you would think Adam had everything that he needed for it to be good. And yet God declared that Adam was alone and that Adam's aloneness wasn't good. And so God created a wife for Adam. That was God's answer to Adam's aloneness. If you look down in verse 24, verse 24 shows us that Adam and, Adam and Eve's relationship is the foundation now for marriage. And so the instruction that we have here from Adam and Eve that God gives us is really instruction for, for all marriages. And so God created the woman. In verse 18, God describes Eve as a helper comparable to Adam. And that word helper uh, is a word that is often misunderstood and misconstrued uh, by both men and women. And so we really want to just look at what this word means in the context of the Bible and get a, a biblical understanding of what God is saying here. And you have to remember that, uh, that you know, the, the culture defines words a certain way and then God defines words a certain way. Uh, and, and quite often, the way that God defines a word is the opposite of the way the culture defines a word. So we want to look at what God means here by describing the, the woman as a helper comparable to to him. If, if you remember, first of all, back in chapter 1, that God created both male and female in his image. And he gave both male and female dominion over his creation. And God commanded both the male and female to be fruitful and multiply. And male and female together were to fill the earth and together they were to subdue it. And so chapter 1 teaches equality between the sexes. Equality between the sexes. The male and female as husband and wife are equal in God's eyes. Both are made in God's image. Both given dominion. Both commanded to be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, and subdue it. So a husband and wife are in a, a partnership together to serve 
the purposes of God. That's the purpose of, of my marriage. That's the purpose of your marriage, if you're married. It's a, it's a partnership in a sense. A team, a husband and wife, who serve the purposes of God. And I believe that God has a purpose and plan for every marriage. He's got a plan for every husband and wife to fulfill. And so we see equality in chapter 1. Now we come to chapter 2. And what God does now in chapter 2 is God defines the different roles within the partnership. And he gives the husband the responsibility to lead the partnership with the counsel and help of the wife. Uh, That's why in chapter 3 when we get there, when, when the fall takes place, God seeks Adam about what, what happened? And in chapter 3, verse 9, it says, Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? God sought Adam, not Eve, because God designated Adam as the leader of the marriage. And so here in chapter 2, now God, God distinguishes the roles in, in the marriage. And these, these designations in the marriage have really nothing to do with ability or worth, or status in the marriage. Uh, Again, in chapter 1, the man and woman are created equally in God's image. So it's simply a matter of function within the marriage. God establishes the husband as as the leader, uh, and the wife is to help the husband in Fulfilling God's purposes for the marriage. But it has nothing to do with ability or capability or intelligence or anything else. I can honestly say uh, that my wife is better at most things than me. Uh, She's more competent. She's more capable. She's smarter than me at just about everything. Uh, And I, I think most men can say the same thing about their own wife. Or maybe not say it, they think it at least. But my point is that God ordained the husband to lead the family in pursuing God's will for his family with the help of the wife. Not because the husband is a better leader. Now this word helper here, this word helper, uh, again it has a negative connotation in our culture today. To many, describing the wife as a helper makes her sound inferior or less than the husband. But, but this word helper, it in no way implies an inferior role for the wife. In fact, get this, throughout the Bible, this word helper is most often used to describe God himself. God is described over and over in the Bible as our helper. In Psalm 121, I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Psalm 46, verse 1. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Hebrews 13, 6. The Lord is my helper. Psalm 33. God is our help and our shield. God is described. As the helper. And when we read in the Bible all these verses about God being our helper, 
we in no way think of God as somehow inferior to man or that God is less than or that God is less important or of lower position because he's our our helper. No, in fact, we we rejoice, right, that God is our helper. We, We are thankful that God condescends to our level to help us and to lift us up because we desperately need God's help. And when God helps his people, he retains his deity, he retains his glory, he retains his majesty. He doesn't lose his worth by stepping into the role of helper. And neither does a wife. A wife doesn't lose her worth by stepping into the role of a helper in the marriage relationship. We'll return to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton in a moment. But first, Pastor Dan would like to extend a special invitation to our listeners. If you've enjoyed the messages on Ring of Truth, I'd like to personally invite you to join us this Sunday at Calvary Chapel. We're located in Columbia, Maryland, just five minutes from Routes 29, 95, and 100. I'd love for you to come be part of our time of worship and Bible study this weekend at 9 or 11 a.m., I always enjoy meeting listeners of Ring of Truth, so please be sure to introduce yourself to me after church. To find out more information and to get directions, visit our website at calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. That website again is calvaryec.com. We look forward to seeing you. Now, back to today's message. Biblically, by being a helper, a wife is displaying the character and nature of of God. A wife does exactly what God does by being a helper. And let me say to the husbands that are listening, husbands, the reason that God gave you a wife in part is because you need help. (laughs) We need help. God knew that we needed help, and so he gave us a wife. God knows we aren't capable of fulfilling His purpose for our lives. And so God gave us a wife to help us because we needed help. And so we should be thankful for our wife and the help that she provides. He describes the woman as a helper comparable to him. And this word comparable here, it's it's an interesting word. First of all, it implies equality. Equality. So the wife is both helper and equal to the husband. And it can be defined a couple different ways. It, It can mean a helper suitable for him, compatible to him, or corresponding to him. In other words, when God brings two people together in marriage, a husband and wife, They are designed by God to perfectly suit each other, corresponding to each other's needs, fulfilling what is lacking in the other person, working together as a team. Or to use a cliche from an old movie, they complete each other. You you complete me physically, emotionally, spiritually, by God's design. God brings a man and a woman together as husband and wife. And that wife is perfectly suited, perfectly designed 
for the husband and the husband perfectly designed for his wife. This word comparable, though, it, it, it also has the meaning of, get this, in front of him. Literally, this is what the word means. In front of him or, or before his face or opposed to him. And what that implies is that the wife helps her husband in part by challenging him to be better. Isn't that something? That the wife makes her husband better by challenging him to be better. And every husband in a good marriage knows that's, to, that's true. Your wife challenges you to be better. To be a better man. In Proverbs it says, he who finds a wife finds a good thing to which the husbands watching at home say, Amen. And it's a good thing for a lot of reasons, but one reason is because my wife makes me a better version of me. And your wife makes you a better version of you. By design. God has placed her in your life and God has placed my wife in my life to be a helper comparable to me, not only equal with me, but also before my face in in the sense of God uses her to challenge me to be more Christ-like, to be more like Jesus. God uses our wives to shape us and mold us into better men, better husbands, better fathers, better leaders. Verse 19 says, Then out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was its name. So Adam gave names to all cattle, to the birds of the air, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper comparable to him. I love this here. God brought the animals and the birds of the air and the beasts of the field, the wild animals, brought them all to Adam So Adam could name them, and Adam gave names to all the animals, which, by the way, tells us that man had spoken language from the very beginning. It's not something that developed thousands or hundreds of thousands of years later. God, man had spoken language from the very beginning. And it seems here, it doesn't tell us why, but it seems that the reason God did this was to show Adam his aloneness. To show Adam his need for a helper. His need for a, for a wife. And sometimes we need help and we don't even realize we need help. And God has to show us in some way that, hey, you need help. Or someone has to tell us and speak into our lives and tell us that we need help. And through this little name game with the animals, Adam realized there was not a helper comparable to him among the animals, and it created in Adam a longing for a relationship with another human being. As God is bringing the animals before Adam, and Adam is naming the animals, and there's, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Giraffe, Mr. and Mrs. Porcupine, Mr. and Mrs. Kangaroo. 
And then at some point, Adam realizes, hey, there's no Mrs. Adam. There's just me. Where's my companion? Where's the one that I can have a relationship with? Adam realized that there was not a helper that was equal to him among, among the animals. You know, a, a pet can offer great companionship. A pet can offer loyalty, but never on a human level. That companionship is only on the pet's level. It's only on your dog's level that you can enjoy that relationship with your dog. We need human companionship. We need a human relationship. And that's what God was showing Adam through this little name game that he had him do here with the animals. So what does God do? Then the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam and he slept and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a woman and he brought her to the man. Now this word translated rib here, uh, this word, it, it really just means his side. It's used elsewhere in the Bible to mean side. It's used to describe the side of the Ark of the Covenant. It's used to describe the side of a building. It's used to describe the side of a hill. It's only here that this word is translated rib. So really what it's talking about is God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam and God took from his side, uh, whether he took an actual rib or not, I I don't know. I think he just opened his side and From his side, he made woman. And then Adam woke up, and suddenly when he woke up, Adam wanted a wife. (laughs) Uh, And I I think for a lot of guys, that's kind of the way it goes. Uh, For a lot of guys, they just, you know, when they're young, they're just kind of going through life, and they think that it's it's good to be alone, and uh, it's good to be kind of carefree and single, And they have no thought of getting married. And then one day they just kind of wake up and they want to be married. And they want a wife. And Adam woke up. Notice it says that God made Eve and brought her to Adam. God brought Eve to Adam as a gift for Adam. To bless him. To be cherished by him. To fulfill his, his longing for companionship. To remove his loneliness. If you're married, husbands, your wife is God's gift to you. To bless you. And to be cherished by you. And to be honored by you. Don't forget that. So now verse 23, we have the first recorded words of mankind. Isn't that something? The first recorded words of man. And what do they express? They express Adam's elation for his wife. Adam's elation for his wife. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of the man he asked me how I know and I 
We're so glad you tuned in to hear today's edition of Ring of Truth. Pastor Dan is continuing to teach through the book of Genesis, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. If you'd like to hear this message again or to listen to additional teachings from Pastor Dan, you're welcome to visit our website at calvaryec.com. Once there, you can listen to or download a wide range of previous broadcasts. Otherwise, simply subscribe to our podcast. Our podcasts provide you with up-to-date teachings through the Bible and can be taken with you wherever you might be. This can be advantageous for those who are on the go much of the time. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. We'd love to hear how Ring of Truth has had an impact on your life. So please let us know by giving us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. We'd also really like to know how we can be praying for you. So when you call, don't be afraid to share your prayer requests with us. We'd be happy to pray with you and for you. Ring of Truth is a ministry of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. We hope you'll make sure to join us again as Pastor Dan continues teaching in this series through the book of Genesis. We look forward to the next edition of Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only takes General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.